Natalia Vess is cool. She's an actor and multimedia content creator. You can catch her globetrotting and exploring new spaces in magic, both literally and figuratively. Talia is also not afraid to speak her truth. She's a strong advocate for better representation and inclusion in this game that we all love. Watching Talia stream on Twitch and whatnot is good vibes all around. She's authentic, and did I mention, cool to hang out with. Welcome to Humans of Magic with Talia Vess, content creator and creative force. Hey, yes, I'm talking to you. Yep, that's you, right over there. Yes, it's me, James. If you're hearing this, it's because you're listening to the audio version of Humans of Magic, and I appreciate that. I really do. But I want you to know that I have recently launched my YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is where the video version of the podcast goes live, and I think it's a lot of fun because... You get to see the guests' expressions. You get to listen to the podcast while at work with your YouTube on. You can have it playing in the background. And I also do a bunch of other fun stuff as well, like vlogs, little clips. I do understand that some of these episodes are really long. So it's fun to do all that stuff on YouTube. All you have to do is subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please also subscribe to Humans of Magic on Instagram. It's Humans of Magic on Instagram. Because I will also post clips there. I'll post reels. I'll post little tidbits of Humans of Magic that you will enjoy on your way to doing something else. So yeah, that's that's the plug. Please subscribe to Humans of Magic on YouTube and Instagram. It's a lot of fun. I promise you will not regret it. And if you're interested in supporting Humans of Magic further, there is always the Patreon option. I'm on patreon.com slash humans of magic. You can join the exclusive Humans of Magic Discord community. And most importantly, you can just join and give me feedback. You can tell me how I can make the show better, make future guest suggestions, all of that fun stuff. Humans of Magic is a labor of love. I do this part-time. It's not my main source of income and so anything you can do to support the cause is greatly appreciated this will help me keep the weekly episodes going and weekly clips going on youtube and audio and all of that great stuff that you've come to expect from humans of magic all right plug is over please enjoy this episode all right, Talia Vess, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm good. It's just an honor. It's an honor having, I feel like you're, I feel you're one of the You're going to make me cry you're... already? We're like, <laughs> barely, we're not even 30 seconds in and you're going to make me cry? <laughs> you're, the t- you're in the top tier of content crea- creators just, for me. You know, I just love playing magic and I just love sharing the game with people and meeting people in the community. And that's why I do what I do. So I, that's that's what i'm about so i appreciate you're humble as well as i'm learning in the the last three seconds i am (laughs) extremely honored to be here with you so thank you so much for having me well i mean your reputation precedes you it's just i you're all over mtg you're doing all kinds of cool stuff you're you're globetrotting i across 
borders and different countries and it's just it's just wonderful to see your success like uh, I guess first of all how, how are you doing this evening <laughs> you know I just got off stream and I was I had such a great stream but I drafted a pretty bad deck uh, but I am enjoying Dominaria so so much if you have not tried drafting it like this is one of the most fun sets ever to draft i'm gonna say it like i there's just so much variety um and the games really can go either way like i am enjoying it so it was a good day i drafted and hung out with the community so it was it was a great day yeah <laughs> does it still bother you when you get a draft pool that's not great or are you just like such a veteran now mm -hmm. that you're just kind of overcoming all that all that you know, it all happens. that variance it happens it happens. So, you know, I like, I don't ever play magic with the intent of winning. I just want to have a fun time and have cool interactions and learn something. Cause you always learn something every single game, you're going to learn something new. And so I just like love that aspect of it. And then just the critical thinking of making decisions right then in that moment that could impact the game, the outcome of the game. And it's just, it's so fun. Yeah. So like, I just enjoy it no matter what. Hopefully your brain is okay because I know after a long day of streaming, it can be uh, or a long session, it can be challenging. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope everything I say, like I can form, you know, full sentences, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> your brain does get tired, but, uh, no, I'm good. By the way, I, I want to say like, um, I'm, I'm so glad this is not live. Like sometimes my brain just also just me just, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just like you know. It, yeah. It, it, uh, yeah I, I'm glad. Like I know you're a big coffee person. Like I'm just having. It's morning over here, so I'm just having my coffee right now. Oh. I have to admit that. Actually, do you? Are you just one coffee a day, or are you doing like multiple oh, coffees I drink a day? All day. All ca caffeinated all the time. Like oh, all day. Yeah, I can drink okay. it at night and still go to sleep. So I'm very lucky uh in that in that matter but yeah i i wake up and i have black coffee and then usually after i have my black coffee then i'll want something a little sweeter so i'll do just something with milk like a flat white or i'll do a latte maybe a vanilla ice latte because it's hot down here in houston and mm. then um this afternoon for example i got a a smoothie that would it had a shot of espresso in it and it was like chocolate protein so i even had it for a snack i had some coffee so yeah i love coffee very passionate about it <laughs> so you like to mix it up like do you have a yeah. it sounds like you actually have like three go-to drinks during the day or do you is it is it is it just the black coffee that's on constant rotation and you mix it up or is it just or is it is it uh or is it all it was always like a different rotation yeah, I mean, it's usually like first thing in the morning, start with a black coffee and then around noon to two, I'll want something uh, that's espresso based. So uh, whether that's just like a shot of espresso or uh, a latte or something, something a little sweeter. But yeah, I try to avoid, you know, sugars as much as I can because it's very addicting, just like caffeine is. But like, if yeah. I'm going to... If I'm going to choose caffeine, I'm not going to choose sugar as well as caffeine. Like, right. you know. Right, right. How it's did you get balance. in? 
How did you how did you get into coffee? Was it at a young age or was there a turning point? You know, yeah. So like when I was growing up, I lived my granny pretty much raised me and she always had a tin can of Folgers coffee and she started giving go. it to me at a young age and I was like this is disgusting and I would put <laughs> tons of sugar and milk in it and make it good but like I was um, assuming you still drank Folgers so yeah no 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 uh not that hey nothing wrong with Folgers but like uh yeah so you know I worked in the medical field for 12 years and that's kind of where it started. Like it was kind of just a, like an office thing that we would do when you get to work, we make coffee. So it started like that with just, you know, like just regular grocery store coffee. And then uh, Starbucks came around and that was like the first, well, Starbucks came around in like 2006. I was like just graduating high school. So we got our, mm -hmm. our first Starbucks. And so, and then I started tasting Frappuccinos and like, you know the sugary lattes and i was like These the, are so the sweet good. stuff yeah 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 yeah. and i got very addicted to that and then i was getting starbucks like every single day but i grew up in a town outside of houston so that was like literally all we had we just had a starbucks there was no it was the one starbucks, coffee shop right? yeah yes um and so now that i live inside houston there are tons of independent coffee shops and i rarely go to starbucks i probably go there like once every couple months just if i'm at an airport and i need a quick <laughs> caffeine fix <laughs> but like mostly i try to to support the the local uh independent coffee shops so and there's a ton of good ones a ton oh yeah well i'm in i'm in china and the coffee boom is just mm. exploded here like sure has. what you're talking about in terms of gourmet coffee and having like these indie places i i'm in shanghai and it's just like there are a gazillion Starbucks in the city, but I have I don't remember the last time I went to a Starbucks, even though it's literally every other block has one. It's just yeah. there's so much choices. And I th I just think that like you find a place that has sort of the the beans or the flavor that you're really into, and then there it's very unique. So it it also feels like less of a need to go fully corporate for your coffee choice, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. Even the stuff I'm eating, I don't, I don't really know how it made its way to me, and I, I really should be more educated or self-educated on that. But it's yeah, it's, see, uh, that stuff is like really, really important to me because it's what we're putting in our bodies, mm -hmm. and it's also like who we're supporting. So a lot of the times, my diet is just from like, <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but I mostly eat carnivore. And okay. I try to eat very, very low carb. So I eat a lot of beef and I like knowing where that beef comes from. And so I'm supporting a local farm here in Texas called 44 Farms. They are amazing. Uh, so yeah, like I I just really care about that stuff because I care about like who I'm supporting and also what I'm putting in my body. Yeah. I don't know. It's like it's a, a win-win, right? It's a, it's whole a win win thing. because it's like you want to make sure you're eating stuff that's healthy, <laughs> but you also want to feel like it's coming from a place that would allow it to be healthy or like sustainable. I, I don't know the right exactly. terms, but it's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 So what's on your mind lately? I mean, we've been talking a little bit about before the interview, but what's on your mind? Like just in the life of a content creator right now? Well, I am I'm juggling a lot. Like, I don't know when this episode's gonna come out, but Magic 30's coming up very, very soon at the end of October. And I am one of the special guests. 
announced for Magic 30, which like literally every time I think about it, I want to cry because it is like just mind blowing that my picture is like right next to Mark's and Gavin's and like just people that like I never would have thought I never would have thought this would happen. So I'm like. I don't know how I got here, but I'm glad I'm here and this is really cool. So um, that's coming up and I am debuting a cosplay, which I haven't cosplayed in a very long time, but I used to do a lot of cosplay uh, back in like over a decade ago. Uh, That's a whole other story, but mostly comic book characters because I was really into comic books, but um. Yeah, and then we just have we have a lot of magic events. We have MTG Summit coming up, and then in December there is a showdown for the qualifier that I was invited out to in Mexico City. So it's like a lot of travel, but also I am no one really knows this unless you're like really really uh I don't know, talk to me personally, I guess, but I am working on opening up my own LGS because I really want to own my own LGS. And it's a really tiny shop inside of a coffee smoothie place. Uh, it was like, Hey, that's on brand. It's, yeah. It's in like a little nest, like a little uh-huh. nook. So it's gonna be really, really tiny, but I'm starting somewhere and I really wanted to do that. So I'm juggling a lot on top of that streaming and i sell cards on whatnot right now which is another uh streaming platform i can talk about a little bit more later but uh and then making content i make content on instagram and tiktok and i don't keep up with twitter too much twitter's a scary place i don't get on there too much but it absolutely (laughs) is it is it is not the most pleasant of mtg communities i'll put it that way i know you know, I just try to always stay very positive and it seems like Twitter is just complain, complain, complain. And it's just, it's really bad for my health. I cannot take it. I, my body yeah. literally shuts down. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I no. should not be laughing, but I am hopelessly no, addicted you... to that stupid website. And it's just, it, it feels like everybody's just trying yeah. to be overly literal. It feels like everybody's in some sort of yeah. like role-playing session that never ends. And it's just... It's just pretty bad. That's so. a good way to look at it. And see, I'm not. Like, I'm just me. And I don't have anything <laughs> to give to the Twitter world. <laughs> it's a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I want to I wanna say congrats. We're uh, early congrats on Thank you. the LGS. That, I mean, that's it doesn't matter, like, physically how big or small it is. That just seems like a massive undertaking, right? To create something that is physical i mean i'm i don't i'm not trying to discount like virtual creations or the communities that you're involved in but like an lgs is is huge right like how did you how what what was your motivation for like getting into that (laughs) so uh i okay so i was in a place where i was mostly just streaming on twitch and not gonna lie that is really hard to make like a livable income off of like they take 50 50 uh split it's just not easy and you spend so much time grinding uh and and just playing and and being live to like yeah i i I was just at a place where honestly i was like what am i gonna do like i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna have to get another i'm gonna have to get a a job like Mm -hmm. which is fine i could go back to the medical field but honestly like they didn't really pay me that much either. Mm-hmm. So for the mm-hmm. work that I did do, so it was like, I don't want to do that. 
But I was like, what is next? And then literally that same day, I had a message from um, this, uh, I guess, like, um, what do they call it? Like a recruiter, like a recruiter from an app called Whatnot. And I was like, this looks fishy. Like, what is this? And I, <laughs> you know, because I get a lot of stuff like that. Like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. here's our product. Post about it for free. And I'm yeah. like, no, no, no. So I was, I was it says like, skeptical. Hey Bob in the, in the subject line or something. It's just yeah, like, and some... it's like, yeah. So, uh, but something inside me was like, I need to respond to this. This could, this could be something. And I did. And then like, he wanted to set up a phone call and I was like a phone call. Like normally we do, you know, that's formal. Yeah. Discord calls or I was like a phone. This is interesting. Um, but I met with John and he was just like super genuine. You could tell he was coming from like a really authentic place. And when he was telling me about this app, I was super intrigued because it combines all of the things that I already was doing, like talking about magic, live streaming, selling cards. Cause I was selling on eBay. I, I've been a top seller on eBay for over a decade. I've sold stuff on eBay for a very long time. And so uh, that's essentially how they pitched it. Of Like it's a live auction. So you're live, but you're auctioning off stuff. So it's really cool because like you'll sell something right there, like in that moment, because you have live viewers, you don't put it on eBay and it sit there for months, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, yeah. I'll try this out. I didn't really have a lot of sealed product on hand. So um, I bought a lot of sealed product and I started streaming and it went really well. Like people were bidding on all the packs of cards and they sometimes they were overbidding just because they wanted to support me. Right. Now, um, so that kind of evolved into, well, I need more product. <laughs> and you know, I'm, I'm hassling my LGSs like, Hey, can you cut me a deal on this box? And like, I'm trying, you know, because I have to pay 12 and a half percent in fees, just like eBay to whatnot, which to totally worth it because the shipping, they make it so easy and they're giving mm -hmm. me the platform to use. So it's totally worth mm -hmm. the fees. It's but a like, new channel, right? So yeah. I was, yeah, yeah. I was the first woman on there. Uh, there was only a few oh, streamers. So nice. I thought like, let's give this a chance. I don't know if it's going to work out, but like being there early and being one of the first ones, like this could be something this, you mm -hmm. know, um, and it's been really, it's been really, really great. Uh, yeah. So I, I needed, I needed more product. I needed access to product and how do you get access to product? Um, ah, a distributor. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah. And so now my gears to, are turning in my head. to get distrib distribution access, you have to have a brick and mortar. You can't have just you an online have a store. shop. I've had an online shop for years. And, right. you know, you have to have a store and you have to prove that you have a store uh, to get that access. And so mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, um, I got an opportunity to like rent a space inside of a smoothie coffee shop that, mm -hmm. you know, is pretty affordable for me or doable for me. And I was like, yeah, let's try it. And then yeah. I'll have access to distributor. I'll have a, also like a professional business space to p 
put a return address on because people right now send stuff to Coral Sword, which is my LGS. That's all. That's a whole other story. I love. Coral oh yeah, Sword. your local LGS. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and right now, like I had that as my return address, <laughs> and I bet the poor manager Sandy, he's like, "Oh my god, Tali," because I get a lot of stuff. <laughs> I mean, come, like, come on! You're doing a lot for stuff. the store, right? You're always did, you're always talking about them. You're promoting, I did. Like, I do. Gaming. I do do a lot for the store. I host um, so EDH do, there least, on Saturdays. Yeah. I host events there. That's a woman focused EDH night. I've done a couple streams for them because they do have a whole live streaming booth set up and recording studio. And so I've done some stuff. So yeah, like they can they can get some mail for me occasionally but yeah <laughs> it'll be nice to have a place of my own so like people can send stuff there and i can you know when i'm out of town also i can send stuff there and not you know get stuff stolen yeah. getting magic cards stolen on your doorstep is not fun so that's not good yeah yeah, so yeah, tell yeah. me a bit about this uh, store aesthetic. Is it going to be like Talia Vest branded or what? Is it going to have, you know, is it going to be like the Vest studio or what? Yeah. So um, I have the logo done. My friend Tam Nguyen did the logo. He also did my play mat, which I actually have one right here. Show ah. it, please. Yeah. So he did this artwork for me. And, oh, incredible. Um, yeah, he's amazing. Y'all should go. Even has the him. glasses. That's amazing. I know. Uh, his name is Hello. My name is Tam on Instagram. You should check out his art. It is amazing, and he does a lot of like magic crossovers because he's super. All right. Into Shout ADH. out to Tam. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so he did my logo, but it's called Vestness Games. Vestness Games. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like I'm in like a little cubby like a little so it's like a little nest over there um mm. and also the aesthetic of the smoothie shop is dinosaurs so there's like yoshis and there's dinosaur eggs and there's a dinosaur um on the like uh, as the logo for the smoothie shop so i was like dinosaurs and eggs go together so my logo is like an egg in a nest <laughs> so it's very cute and like whimsical and it's you know it's right. very much we're gonna on wait for the we're gonna wait for like, the unique collab like, drops to, to be dropping sometime soon here between the your neighbor and uh best, best nest what's that oh i said we're gonna be waiting we're gonna have the collapse pretty soon between the the smoothie store and the vest nest we're gonna have oh, some yeah. new t-shirt lines uh, right here yeah. definitely that's happening <laughs> for sure yeah yeah <laughs> So the the aesthetic is very, you know, whimsical and like colorful and very kid friendly. Excuse me, my uh, sparkling water. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I want I want it to be very aesthetically pleasing, like very modern. Um, so very clean simple aesthetic and it's you know i'm gonna have stuff for kids like squishables and pokemon cards and things like that which i know nothing about but that's kind of the gateway into all the yeah the things that happened for me because i was obsessed with pokemon when i was 10 years old and i collected pokemon cards but i mean they've just come so far and i don't know all the new pokemon and things like that and then the new sets but like definitely gonna have that available for the kids because it's also right next to like a how do you say that jiu-jitsu jiu-jitsu <laughs> yeah <laughs> so there's like a jiu-jitsu place right next door where there's like a lot of kids that pass by so i thought that that would be cute to draw the kids in with pokemon <laughs> 
That is extremely thoughtful as well as business savvy. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like a little playroom area for kids too. Oh, really? Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just feel like the the Talia Vess empire is just growing right now. It's just like, I'm going <laughs> to talk to you idea. maybe like two years from now, you're going to have like a nationwide, uh, I don't know, LGS with like... I mean, I'm starting very small and we'll see where it goes. I just want to try, you know, I, I think I would regret my entire life if I like didn't try it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be a kind of a, a theme, if I may say, it's just like, you're, you're someone who I just feel like maybe it's as unfair because I'm looking at it from the outside, but it's like, you're very adventurous. Like you're always trying new things, right? Whether it's the mm -hmm. LGS, whether it's whatnot, um, you're not just like, I'm just going to do Twitch. I'm just going to do this. How do you get yourself out of your comfort zone? Because we're all in kind of our comfort zones or bubbles uh, at all points of our lives, right? That's a really good point. Like I've never even thought of myself as an adventurous person, but um, in terms of like... You literally go to other that, countries, so I like, would say yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, but I don't do like skydiving or like, <laughs> no thanks. I will never do stuff like that. But um I am very adventurous when it comes to food and like just wanting to experience different cultures. Uh, so yeah, I like going to Guatemala and El Salvador and things like was super, super cool, but uh, adventurous in terms of content creation. I think like you almost have to be, I think you really have to try different things out to see what sticks and see what works. Um, but also I would just get really bored if I did only one thing, like, I don't know. It's just how my mind works. Like I'm always juggling a bunch of different things. Like I strive in like the chaos of having a busy schedule. If I don't have anything to do on my schedule, I get like really depressed, honestly. Like, I'm like, what do I do with myself? Uh, but when I have travel coming up and streams to do meetings and like doing this podcast and it makes me so happy. Like that brings me joy. So yeah, I guess I am a little adventurous. <laughs> Never thought of it. Do you have some sort of, uh, this sounds so weird to say or formal, but like, do you have some sort of like risk taking framework? Like if you, when you decide to do something, like, do you kind of look at, you know, what's the upside, what's the downside and the in-between, like, how do you assess new opportunities as a, as a content person? That's a good question. So like, I definitely do. I think that's just part of human nature and like experiencing fear and doubt in yourself, which like, I, I feel like everybody does. So I'm thinking, oh God, like, you know, what happens if I do this and it fails and you know but like you can't live that way i i like you're you have to shoot your shot and you have to take chances so um that's just what i do i just gain the courage and let the anxiety go and the fear go and just like go for it and what's the worst that can happen you know i fail okay i'll do something else I hope that I hope that answered your question. <laughs> it does. Um, I, I'm just because I, I think what I'm sensing is that at least the way I've interpreted your answer is like you just have to kind of keep playing the game, like in, in two ways, right? One is like throw stuff at the wall until 
you know, you find something that sticks, which is always about experimenting and being adventurous, right? That's important is to, is to keep pu pushing yourself, but also just like, as long as you're not doing something that is like game over, right? Like as long as there's not something that prevents you from playing the game further, you should just keep playing it because, um, maybe exactly. I'm reading too much into your answer or like trying to be more too no, philosophical that's exactly, about it. No, that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, unless, you know, I'm not going to put myself in like danger. When I, when I say the thing about playing the game, I also think of like, so the, here's the caveat, right? Like I'm doing content part-time, I'm doing this, but I am probably one thousandth of like your presence online in terms of your reach. Right. Cause you are, like I said, you're, 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 I do believe that you're one of the, the top tier content creators and there's a lot to do with. I guess I should say like, no matter how big or small you are as a content creator, you always have to be aware of your brand and not doing things that, uh, I think you've mentioned this in the past, like not doing things that are inauthentic or off brand. So I, I, I'm wondering if you can speak to that a little bit as well. It's just like, does that, how does that play into your decision to do stuff? Cause I can imagine like, okay, this is an assumption, right? But like, if you're, if you're choosing to sell on a new platform, like whatnot, you always, you also have to evaluate kind of like what's the brand of the new platform and what do they represent? Right. And what do I represent, represent by being on their platform, et cetera. Or even if it's like early stage, TikTok, like does this impact, you know, how people perceive me. So I'm wondering if you can, maybe, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I would love to kind of get your thoughts on that as well. Yeah, no, I, I get exactly what you mean. Uh, I think that like, of course, of course there are people that are successful in content creation that, have other personas uh, and you know it, it's they're like playing a character and they just like take whatever deal they can get and you but that was never my approach like my approach from the beginning i was just very open and honest with people and i was my authentic self and i think that they're like i think that that to me personally is like more what i look for in content creators as well is like I just want somebody that can be your friend. You know, like I want to connect with the community. I want to meet you at these events. I want to play games with you. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just different. I think that there are some bigger streamers that are like, no, you're not my friend. And like, you just watch me play games and, and that's okay. There's a, there's a market for that too. But like everything that I do, I do it from a genuine place and i would never like take even if it's a paid deal like i'm not gonna take a paid deal and i've de declined a lot uh if it's something that i would not want my community to like i don't know experience like or... experience or like i don't i just it doesn't feel good you know what i mean like i I hope that makes sense, but it's like Voodoo Ranger, for example. Like, I loved Voodoo Ranger before I even got the sponsorship. I was like, oh, this, I, I really like whiskeys and beers and just trying different mm -hmm. things uh, flavor wise. And so I was like, wow, this is really shocking. Like, this IPA is not just hopsy and bitter. Like, there's so many flavors and, and so like that came from an authentic place. Like I really liked the beer. And then a year and a half later, I got the sponsorship. So I feel comfortable telling people about that and talking about it. And, right. um, but like, you know, if it's 
a coffee brand, for example, that like, you know, is like a quick mix coffee that like doesn't taste good. I'm not going to tell my community to go buy that coffee. Like that, right. that just feels bad. I'm not going to like lie to people. So right. I think like there's, there's no right or wrong. It's just like what I personally uh, feel comfortable doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I guess that and is I, my yeah. brand is like, because I, I probably should work on like the, the brand of Talia Vest, but I feel like right now it's just being real with people and like authentic. Yeah. That's so. probably the most sustainable and, <laughs> and honestly the most sustainable way, right? Because like then you don't have to think about it. You don't have to have like board meetings with your, I don't know, your your staff and be like, who am I going to be this week or who do I need to, what do I yeah. need to do next week? What kind of drama do I need to start next month? You know, it's just like, yeah, no thanks. It's just you, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just sharing life, you know, like I'm sharing my love of magic. I'm sharing my love of coffee and food and uh, traveling and, you know, just things I'm genuinely passionate about. I want to share that with people and, yeah. you know, and, and even like things like pop culture, like books I'm reading or, you know, shows I'm watching or whatever. Like, I just love connecting with people and talking about stuff like that. So how do you draw the line when it comes to parasocial relationships because i think that there is also the i don't even want to say risk but there's always this always happens right it's like your audience will know you better than you'll ever know them because they have been because mm -hmm. you're a public person and they're not so how do you how does one draw the line because i know that also kind of famously you're also known for just having good encounters with people when you meet irl or when you have physical meetups and you mentioned, you know, having an LGS now and things like that. So people are going to come to you that know mm -hmm. of you online, but they don't really know you. So how do you draw that line? Yeah, it's a little scary sometimes, honestly, like, um, you know, there, there's times where, you know, there, the line is crossed and it's difficult when that happens. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm very like direct and blunt when that happens. And I'm like, Hey, this is not okay. And you need to like back up. And, you know, sometimes a security needs to be called. Uh, but you know, for the most part, like everyone is super nice. And I don't, I, I haven't had that problem too often. Only like maybe I can count on one hand how, you know, how many times that's happened. And I've been, I've been making magic content for almost a decade, not streaming. I've only been streaming for like four years, but just, you know, I've been connecting with the magic communities for ten, over 10 years. And so like being a woman playing a male dominant game, like it definitely was scary, but it, for the most part, like it's been pretty good. Everybody that comes to Coral Sword and they know I'm going to be there on Saturday nights or Friday nights, like, everybody's very chill. Like some people are excited and it's really cute and they like want me to sign stuff. And it, uh, like, I, I'm like, I'm, I just, I'm just a magic player. Like it's so cute. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I've had to completely like block people and um, it, like that w once the line is crossed. Yeah. It's not okay. It's not okay. No, nobody deserves to be harassed. 
nobody mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. once that happens mm-mm. i'm yeah. done I think and you i'm also do a good... really really good at figuring you out if you are going to be her you know the harassment type. <laughs> you have a radar for it i have okay. a radar for it because i experienced that so much growing up and also i was married before and uh-huh. i share this a lot with people but i was i was married i was with this person for six years and it was a very very abusive toxic uh relationship and so uh, when i said I wanted I want to stream Magic the Gathering. They laughed in my face and were like, "You're you never could do that." And then that's when I was like, "That's oh, shit. yeah, get out." That's the line. Yeah, that's the line. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. after experiencing that so much, like you can easily pick up the signs of when that's going to happen. And I'm like, Mm-mm. "Do you have you developed a a much harder protective shell around you as a result of all that?" Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, you know, like I wasn't myself for almost six years. I completely lost myself and that was in my twenties, you know, I'm in my mid thirties now. And so like, I was, I was very strong and independent before, but being with somebody that controlled me and controlled the money and controlled the way I dressed and just had so, so much control like really beat me down to where like I didn't even know who I was anymore. Mm. And when I discovered magic, I was, I just felt this like passion. I felt Mm. this fire and I was like, I want to, I want to play. Like I was at, I was at my job. I was working in the medical field at the time and I'm like dictating, you know, what the doctor is saying and I'm writing just, 40 pages a day just dictating and writing prescriptions and i'm just thinking about magic the whole time like that's just where my mind is i'm like oh what deck am i going to build next and like blah 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 and i was like i just want to i just want to play magic (laughs) and i didn't know that i didn't think that that could be a job Mm. uh i would just play on the weekends at my kitchen table with my family and then um you know my ex at the time or my husband at the time now ex would watch gabby and lsv on youtube and i was like oh what are they doing and he's like oh they're drafting and i was like oh that's so cool and i was like i want to do that i want to do what they're doing and he was like you can't do that are you kidding me no ways no one's gonna watch you um and then i started streaming i had a really crappy laptop it like barely ran magic the gathering arena it's like all i had money for uh and i started streaming and honestly like it was really hard like nobody really watched at first for a while it was like i had nobody watching and um yeah he he came over and looked at the screen and was like (laughs) you have nobody watching zero i told you and i was like get out of my house. We were living at my parents Mm -hmm. at the time. I was like, get out of my parents' house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, like, I need somebody that's going to support me and like, not tell me that I'm just dreaming. And so I kept at it. I kept at it. I was working multiple jobs, honestly, at at the time. I was also doing production work uh, more uh, that was just like 
freelance type work and editing. Um, so I did cinematography and just everything, every job, lighting, sound. <laughs> I kind of did whatever I could. And also I was working at the hospital. Um, but like, yeah, it was just like never was good enough for him. So I got my real estate license and I was like, and I also was selling on eBay and I was just working so much, but my only joy was like streaming magic and playing magic and like finally starting to meet people in the community. And then it built up and then it was like, no, I have five people watching. And I was like, oh my God, I have five people. This is so cool. And then it went to 20 and then, you know, then it went to 40 and it kind of stayed at 40 for like a long time. And then it went to 75 and I was like, oh my God, I can apply for partner. Um, and you know, it took me like four tries to, to actually get approved for partner. And it took me over two years to get approved for partner. Yeah, I hear a lot because, of people get rejected on that. Yeah, yeah. I was working so many jobs that like I barely had time to stream. But as as it kept going on, like I started to make money and then I started to get like job offers, like sponsorships. And I was like, I can make more money doing this than I can working these four jobs and like, you know, not having time for what I really want to do, which was play magic. So I really just went full force. I was living at my parents at the time. Uh, so like I didn't have a lot of expenses. So it was a lot easier for me to make that plunge and like try it out. And then like my parents, it's so funny because they still are like, oh, like, why are you playing that game? Like do, do something with your <laughs> life. And I'm like, I'm like, killing Excuse it right me. now I've got, look like, at my look at my empire right now all right I'm I'm like, LGS. i work really hard to yeah. to do this and i don't know if at this point in time if they are proud of me for sticking with it but like they gave me so such a hard time for playing that game all the time magic so it's kind of funny but you know i think for parents it's also a generational thing right I, oh, I yeah. think parents, I mean, it's... They're like, the, you need to go be a radiologist. That's what they always tell me. I mean, <laughs> can you really tell people of that generation that you stream on Twitch? Like, they don't know what Twitch is. They don't is even and, know. Yeah, they don't yeah. even know. Yeah. Like, the only the only way that you'll have made it in their mind is if you, like, show up on, like, a network TV or something. And you, you show up for 15 seconds on, uh, I don't know, Which MSNBC I am. or something. I am talking to a Which network. Which you are. Well, oh. I'm talking to a network right now so maybe wow. maybe they will be like wow she made it <laughs> i don't know yeah but yeah, yeah. like uh, there's also a, a whole history i used to to act a lot as well at, like do hosting gigs i would do that stuff on the side too so like um i don't talk about it too much because it uses my real name on imdb but yeah i've <laughs> i need to change that but yeah i've done quite a few acting gigs and stuff too so like streaming kind of just mixes all that stuff you know not that i'm acting but like you do have to be personable and you have to like hold an audience a little bit so it kind of blends yeah. all the things i like into one producing acting playing magic and yeah so, so it's great. <laughs> I just combined it, everything that I did for 20 years and, and finally found something that like works together. So, so much to unpack 
here, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I want to just, what I love about this conversation is just that every, I'm every sentence you say makes me want to ask like five other questions. I'm talking and a it's lot. like, I know we'll never, it will, it will take like 10 hours and it will, it will never be done, but <laughs> I'll just try to find like the most important ones in my mind. But cause, cause there was a lot to unpack here. Uh, okay. Let's just start with the streaming part. Like, you know, starting when you're streaming for initially zero, zero people, right. Then it becomes yeah. like a handful of them. Can you look back and think about what is some of the kind of, how did you get to 40 viewers? Because I, I, I honestly, for many people who are trying to stream, they don't even get to 40. So it's like, so what, what was your, what was your ingredient? Uh, fully, I'm fully aware that everyone might have a different way, but how did you do it? I think like, Honestly, what helped the most is just like connecting with the community and getting raids and stuff. And I know like a lot of people leave after a raid, but just over time, like, a, you know, a few people stay, a few people will stay, a few people will stay from the each one. And then like, if someone that's been doing this a while, like Jamie Topples, for example, I love her. And, she, you know, she's been streaming longer and then she's rec recommending me to her community than they feel because she's also very, like, genuine of a person and, and they feel comfortable. Like, oh, Jamie's recommending this person, so I might stick around. So, like, little by little, uh, it did grow, I think, mostly from just sharing my, my profile in my stream with, like, other communities. You know, um, I think like a lot of the growth too came from me working with CFB because CFB like RIP, you know, uh, it got bought out by TCG player, but like CFB was the, like, they were like huge in, in content creation for magic. And so when I got a job working with them behind the scenes at, uh, like the PTQ, this was right before the pandemic then it was like oh who is this who is this talia best person oh she streams on twitch and so like i definitely saw growth there from from working with cfb and just being at events and meeting people in person and then when the pandemic hit uh cfb offered me a job to where i was doing commentary commentary yeah on magic fest online which uh ran like a good almost probably six months to eight months uh, mm -hmm. during the pandemic. And so I got to work with so many other content creators that I looked up to, you know, Andrea Mangucci and uh, Martin Juza. So it was really cool. Like I just started connecting more with, with the community in like an authentic way of mm -hmm. like, Hey, we're working together. And you know, you have, you, there's like that, mutual level of respect there and so then they started to raid me and share their communities with me after and so it just like steadily grew from from there you know yeah so it's like uh i guess persistence is one right because you had mentioned you know, being in a, in a in a tough uh relationship where it's like you you were the only one that believed in yourself i think that's like really hard and honestly especially when someone literally is just telling you that they don't think you can do it like, yeah. it's not just like nobody saying anything it's like someone saying that it was actually saying that you can't yeah. do it it was kind of like everyone saying i couldn't do it too like 
you know, my parents even and like parents people too, around yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. So I, I felt so alone. It was just me. And that was really hard for sure. Did you have any way to like find a way to find your support network or was it just like now, you know, yes. developing yeah. now? I mean, but, but I mean, back then, right? I mean, it must've been a lot harder. Back then it is hard. And I mean, it's still hard even now as a content creator, like to still feel like in a bubble sometimes or alone because a lot of the times you are just by yourself, like sitting at your computer for hours and hours. Just, I, I mean, I know that you are connecting with people through chat, but like, you know, sometimes it, it's just, especially it's during different. the pandemic, like it's just different. And so whenever uh, we were able to have events again, and I went to Las Vegas, that was the first event that, opened back up after the pandemic that was really refreshing just getting to meet so many people from chat in real life and like seeing that you do have a support system and people mm -hmm. do care about what you're doing and that's um actually the first time that i bought a booth space and decided mm -hmm. kind of at the last minute to have a presence at this at these conventions because they're just i mean every time you go it's the same thing it's like the vendors are either card shops and they're just predominantly male. And so I was like, I want to have an all women's booth. Like let's, let's do this. And so that's kind of where she sparks came from. And, um, you know, I got with, I got, I, I reached out to several women and non-binary people in the community and just said, like, I kind of looked for people that had something that they wanted to sell or they were cosplayers or artists, uh, that way, you know, cause the booth did cost, quite a bit of money so uh, we had to pay that back and um so yeah if somebody had like prints or cosplay photos that type of thing uh then they got invited but really like she sparks is more of just a statement uh it's not like a closed group or anything it's it's just we want to provide a safe place for everyone you know to come to these events and feel like they have a community and feel safe because there were countless times before in the past, whenever I would go to events and I mean, there's, I have pictures of me, it's just me. And then it's like a sea of men. And, you know, mm -hmm. I just like, didn't really feel comfortable going honestly. And yeah. so the personal space violation is just pretty bad. It's yeah. changed a whole lot in the past couple of years. So I'm very grateful, but I think that yeah. comes from, me being on Twitch and other women being on Twitch and us right. meeting together and making these things happen and going to these events. So like that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Twitch, you know, and mm -hmm. like meeting all these awesome streamers. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's our, like our, sword, our right? motto, our motto is you can sit with us because we want to be like accepting of everyone. There were so many right. times where I was competing um, at the GP is what we called it back then, but we don't use that word anymore. Um, and the guy like wouldn't even talk to me. Like I would say, hi, how are you? Nothing. Like just people would just like degrade you and like 
like, oh, I got to play a girl and like, you know, or, or mansplain to you. Like, are you sure you want to do that? Are you sure? Are you sure you want to do that? Like, you or know, like, and I can't believe I lost to her. That I can't believe I too. lost her. Yeah. And I mean, I would experience like How many times have you heard that in your life? I don't know. A whole lot. And so it's, it has changed a whole lot though, because the last few events I went to, when I get paired up with somebody, it's like more, more likely I get paired up against a kid or um, another woman. So it's, it's been really cool. It has changed a lot, thankfully, mm-hmm. but yeah, mm-hmm. it was tough. It was tough. And even before I played magic, I always was a gamer. And so I would play games like call of duty and Fortnite, And it was just, Oh my gosh, you don't want to go in that chat. Like as soon as they hear a woman's voice, they're like trolls, like just, they come out yeah. and they're, yeah. So it felt like that but in real life at yeah. these magic conventions. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. this is terrible. So luckily it has changed a whole lot. And that just comes from the community building and us, you know, supporting each other for sure. Yeah. And and in a lot of ways, you're shaping that discourse, right? Because through She Sparks and through being public about it and using, I was, I was just saying like double-edged sword of like Twitch being a double-edged sword because it does garner negativity, but it also allows people to spread positivity, right? So Yes, yes. And I, I, I've always said, like, what you put out there is what you get back. And, you know, sometimes I do have trolls and that's, you know, just y- you can't get around that. You just have to ignore it. Um, but and I just usually block them. But I've mm-hmm. definitely curated you know, something that is positive and I surround myself around positive people and like-minded people. And if, you know, you're messing up the vibe, then I just ban you or block you. And that's it. You know, you have to like curate that. Yeah. You have why to do you curate think what you're to be around. Why do you think the internet makes us into monsters? Is it, is it the internet or were we because just monsters the algorithm. in the internet? Because the algorithm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you like my Twitter engagement, for example, like I'll post something positive. I I tend to just post things that are positive or just updating you on like what I'm doing. And, you know, I'll not I won't get that many likes, to be honest, Um, but I'll click on the engagement and the engagements there. There's like 30,000 people clicked on it or whatever or saw it. You only get like 20 likes (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's like, people love the drama. You see, you see a negative post and it, that it blows up. It has 40,000 likes and it's like people, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's just how the algorithm is like it. People see the negativity and they like it and then it pushes it up to the top and then more people are liking it and like all the positivity gets thrown at the bottom. Nobody cares. So the platform or the algorithm incentivizes uh, oh, for sure. promoting negative behavior, basically. Yeah, which is really sad. It's or really negative sad. sentiment, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a friend that like works in IT uh, at YouTube, and mm-hmm. um, they said that something about the down vote button. Like whenever people, I don't know if down. I haven't been on YouTube in a long time, but I think there's like a down. Maybe there was a down vote button at one point but it's way less emphasized now but uh yeah yeah, back then like though the more down votes like the higher views that it it, it got 
So really, it was just an alternate, like, really. It's interesting. Yeah. Super, super interesting. Yes. It's crazy to think that these um, for-profit platforms but... are trying to get more people to, to, to watch or to engage. Yes. It's uh, it's pretty, uh, yeah. Everybody, no. you know, the, the stuff that gets the views is, like, drama. And mm -hmm. I don't like drama, so I stay out of it. And that's okay. Fair enough. I, yeah. well, that's fine with me. That's good for my mental health. So yes. The, the other the other part of my question was just like, what makes people into monsters? In the sense that people just DM people weird shit on the internet, oh, and it's day. just like every day. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I'm a, I'm a man, and I get stuff once in a while. So I can't even imagine for like someone who's a much more high profile uh, woman or, uh, so bad. or marginalized gender, like uh, what or. Uh, ethnicity or background like what they get it's just like like it's it's empathy right so if i get like one it once a week i i'm sure other people are getting an order of magnitude more so like what makes people do that shit like do you have any any ideas or theories around that are you just hiding uh, behind anonymity want, or what uh, definitely uh, definitely yes and i think like a lot of people just want to get the attention from they want they want you to spend the time on them like i get the weirdest questions all the time and i normally try to answer every single person like even if they're just asking a question right. uh but some of the questions i get are like really it's just like you can't google that like if you just simply google then mm -hmm. you'll definitely find your answer so it's like you mean they're not even people... asking you something they're just they're just using you as a google or something yeah just to wow. get a response because they like want to see if you respond or they just want your attention. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I literally can't explain why people act like that, but yeah, yeah you just have okay. to block. Yes. Block liberally. Block and as you said, you have a, life. you have a good radar for people. So it's like, you know, you probably know what's up within, you know, two seconds. Right. So. Oh Yeah definitely yeah. yeah um so going back to your you know amplifying voices can you talk a bit about your collab with uh uh zbex because i know that she's kind of been uh someone you collab with or a partner of yours like when it comes to she sparks and i've had her on the podcast before as well and, she uh, she yeah. spoke very highly of you so it's like oh tell me about tell me about her and like your relationship with her <laughs> You know, I met Zbex at the PTQ in Arizona when I was working at CFB, and she was running around uh, in her, is it Gal Galia? Galia? She was running around in her costume, and yep. she just had so much energy. I don't have that much energy. I'm, like, actually kind of, I'm very introverted, surprisingly, and I need to recharge, and I'm, like, very chill, and I, I just, like was dr like but i want people like that in my life where like they can be energetic and i can just chill so i was like i want to be friends with her <laughs> and so i introduced myself and then you know like the pandemic happened so we didn't really talk much but then um we just reconnected i i'm trying to think of the first event that we reconnected at i guess it was the vegas one 
I mean, we were, we definitely worked together during the pandemic. Like we were on the same extra life team and, you know, we like played some EDH games on spell table and things like that for charity. But I guess, yeah, whenever I had the idea for She Sparks, she just popped into my mind because she's just so positive. In, 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 I need people around me that are like that, you know, and, and she just is so passionate and knowledgeable about magic. And she just genuinely loves the game, loves cosplay. And yeah, it was just like, I just want to be friends with her. And I asked her to do uh, the booth with me. And, you know, I wanted to give I wanted to give her a space. I knew I knew that she did a lot of cosplay. And when you're doing cosplay at these events, it's not easy to like have a space of your own to to like put your stuff and just like go sit down and relax when you're tired and you need a little break. And so it was more of just like, hey, you can sell your prints and hang out at the booth and, you know, meet your fans. And so she agreed and um, we brought on Zabricus as well, who's an amazing cosplayer, and she's a magic player as well. She, uh, I think, got to the top several times in the Venus Mercury League, which was the um, it's uh, underrepresented. The margin, it, underrepresented, yes. It's it's the VMLs is for like the underrepresented marginalized communities for them to have a competition and. Uh, Zabricus, she always did really well in that competition, um, along with Mythic Michaela. And so I just connected with all these people because uh, I also competed in the VMLs once, but I didn't do very good. Mythic Michaela mm. beat me. But uh, mm. yeah, and then we brought on Air Bubbles. I did not know Ariel personally, but, you know, just chit chatted on Twitter and things like that. And when, you know, as soon as I met her in person, I was just like, she's an absolute sweetheart. And all of them, Zabricus, Zebex, Air Bubbles, and just like the guests that we have, like they're, they just radiate positivity and inclusiveness and like, yeah. So it, it's worked out. I found a great group of people and there are so many other people in the community that are like that, that I just recently met at the last con and I have to shout them out like Anna Margaret, Giraffe Nat. Like I know that they haven't been around the magic space very long, but they are just absolute sweethearts and they're amazing cosplayers. Bobby Christine. I mean the whole group of uh, birds of paradise. Now there's another group of marginalized gender, gender representation called birds of paradise. And they're all friends of mine. And uh, they're more focused on like being at these events. Yes. Uh, but also, um, but also supporting a charity. Usually it's like trans lifeline or mm. the Trevor project, things like that. So yeah, like I work with them too. So it's, it's like, it's not these like click groups of people. It's like we all just want a safe, fun environment for everyone at these conventions. So, mm -hmm. what is the vision to get to make magic? Is there going to be a finish line where you'll know that we've sort of set out to do what we set out to do? Like, is is there a way? Do you see like the light at the end where like that? can happen you know maybe a world where 
people are not feeling or experiencing some of the things that women or underrepresented groups are experiencing today? That is a really sad question because I would hope so, but like, I, it's, it's really hard because I mean, I've been dealing with it my whole life. You know, I'm 34 and I have dealt with this my entire life. And, you know, just like with all of like the stuff going on in politics, going mm -hmm. backwards in time with the Roe versus Wade, like I can't help but to feel that it's not getting better if that makes sense. But like, I'm also hopeful that it will. Um, but I think it just takes like all of us being there and being present and have in having voices and not standing for, uh, the crap that we deal with, you know, like, you, I, like, like I said, I, I try to just spread positivity, but sometimes it does become overwhelming. And sometimes I will call somebody out when they do say something very sexist to me. Um, when I feel that it's necessary to do so, because I think it's also important to talk about and yeah, it's like really hard. I don't know how to answer that because I hope that it changes, but I mean, it hasn't, I mean, it has, I, I don't know, has little by little, but like, is there an ever an end game for it? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I it think there's like... always going to be shitty people, right? Like there's always going to be shitty people. Yeah. So it's, it's more maybe about fighting the good fight. It's like, you know, that exactly um, things can get even worse. So it's, it's like you have to actively right. push back the, the worsening of it, if that's a word. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we do. But I don't have an idea of like when there would be an end mm -hmm. to it. And it's exhausting, honestly. It's very exhausting because I feel like we're just constantly fighting it. I mean, in everything, not just magic and not just like who represents magic, but life, just every, every aspect. Like I was always underpaid um, in every job that I had. Mm -hmm. I was always paid less than the men. Mm -hmm. I've quit jobs because I found out. Mm-hmm. And it still happens. Yeah. Is so. it is it happening now in your space? Like, you know, like with content? Is it is it or is it not is it a little bit yeah, better every, than Yes, it does happen and every time that I do work with a company, I ask them for full transparency on hey, are you paying this male content creator more than me? Sometimes they will say yes. So. And did they give you a reason or did you budget. ask for budget? Budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't make any sense. Budget for okay. budget for the women too. Yeah. It's very frustrating. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I, I do have a good relationship with, um, several of, of, the male content creators in the space. And so when I do ask them also like, Hey, can you just 
let me know like how much yeah, you're getting yeah, for yeah. this deal Water and i talk. and i sure. talk with amongst uh, the women as well because i just want to make sure that people are right. being treated equally like yeah. even for me like some you know some people are like oh well, your numbers are higher than mine i'm like i don't care i want you to get paid the same like you know yeah you're you're still putting your time into it yeah you know or even more perversely it's like if your numbers are higher than a male creator and they're getting paid more like then you're kind of also like yeah. wtf right yeah, yeah yeah that's oh it happens yeah that's um that's very unfortunate. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sort of like, I'm sort of just like blanking on here because like, I, I, I know I'm going into this field, but it's like, I, I don't really know. Like, cause I'm not, yeah. a, I'm not on your level, like, and I'm also not in your position. So it's very, um, I'm just I like, think, kind of like, yeah. I think that it's just super important for us content creators out there to talk amongst each other and make sure that we are getting treated equally by these companies. And right. You know, and we're just not being taken advantage of from these companies because it does ha right. happen. Yeah. 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 Um, would you say that's also maybe one of the contributing reasons? It's such a leading question that you kind of went independent and became a Absolutely. content creator. Yes. Is because now you're sort of outside of that. I am uh, in control. World. Yep. I am in control. Yeah. Okay. Working in the medical field, um, especially like there was a lot of harassment happening, especially with doctor, um, doctors, people of power. Uh, mm. It happened a lot, a lot, a lot. And I was really tired of dealing with that because even if you take it, this is very complicated, but like, even if you take it to HR, it's like, well, the doctor owns the place and the doctor makes the money. And like, you know, I'm over there working my butt off standing for 12 hours a day and getting paid $10 an hour, mm. you know, and it, it's just like not even $10. I don't think it was like nine, but, um, and then also dealing with harassment. I was like, I don't want to work for these people. I don't want to work for anyone. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's every job. When I worked in restaurants, you're, you're harassed by cooks and you're harassed by, uh, like sexually harassed by people. It's not even by the customers. It's like people you work with every day, people day with in you, and day no. out. And I was like, I don't want to yeah. work with anybody anymore. And I mean, that definitely like scarred me for sure. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't trust a lot of people because of that. Yeah. And that was ever since mm -hmm. I was like, ever since I started working, as soon as I turned 16, I dealt mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm like, I just want to work for myself and I want to be in control and yeah, I mean, it is at the point where like, I don't even know if I can afford a manager or like how that works or an agency, but it is getting to the point where I, it is just me and it's a lot. And I would love to have somebody kind of help navigate like these jobs are legit and these are not because it's a lot of like figure you know communication and like figuring it out and you'll do a job but you won't get paid for months and 
you know, I'm constantly following up like, Hey, you know, I did this TikTok video. Where's my money? And you know, just right. like little stuff like that, that I don't really want to deal with. And so I'm like, what's the Absolutely. next step? But like, you want to spend your time on like creating, creating, right? Yeah. That's, like that's honestly every creator I've talked to. It's like, they want to spend time creating, but it's hard when you're doing all of the other, but you're also doing invoicing. And you're also marketing like dealing and you're, with yeah. And you're doing your scheduling yeah. and I would love to have somebody help me, but I don't even know where to start with that, but I'm going to look into it because it is just me literally all the time, which like is my comfort place. <laughs> but yeah, there'll be, um, I think that hiring someone will help me grow and help me get more opportunities because I can really invest my time into like actually making content, which is hard to do because yeah, you just don't have enough time in the day. Are you at peace right now? Do you feel that you are in control of your destiny? Yes. Which is all I ever wanted. <laughs> That is why I work so hard every day and it doesn't stop because I want that freedom. I want to be able to travel and do things like just do whatever I want. And like, I'm very blessed. I'm very blessed that I can, that I can do this full time. Um, and it's hard. Like some, some months you don't, you barely make rent, you know, it's, it's content creation is really hard as if you're a content creator watching, you know, um, but you just got to keep going <laughs> and yeah, budget accordingly, you know, it's not easy. How do you deal with burnout? Um, I definitely pace myself. I set limitations like, you know, I am very introverted. So if I do stream for four hours, like I am exhausted after, like, I just have to have quiet or I'll take a bath or I'll like read or like play i'll just scroll through tiktok honestly <laughs> just like do something <laughs> like do Gotta something to mind, kind yeah. of like zone out um mm -hmm. but yeah like i do that i'm very i think i'm very good at that i'm very good at taking time for myself because i know like i i was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and like chronic pain and I, I don't know. I can't really say if fibromyalgia is a, a thing or not. It's like, it's still so undecided in the scientific medical space, but I know that if I overdo it, then I will be in excruciating pain the next day. And like my body will lock up and I literally can't move and I don't want to be that way. So I definitely put limitations on myself. Like I'll only stream a few hours, a few days a week, and then I'll spend the other time doing packaging and I'll spend, you know, a certain amount of time sitting at my computer doing emails and meetings. Like I just set limitations for myself, but I've, I've had that since I was 15. And so I've always like had to set limitations for myself. 
and limit stress or my body like freaks out like i'll break out in hives i yeah my whole muscles like lock up and my bones hurt i don't know it's like i'm i feel like a 90 year old person so yeah uh, yeah so like i've just i'm i'm pretty good at that so i don't ever feel burnt out because i never allow myself to even get to that point <laughs> have there have you gotten better at saying no to things over the years? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. I imagine like setting boundaries is, as you I said, say one no of the things. Yeah, I say no a lot. Um, I like if I have too much going on in the week and somebody wants me to play EDH. Like I know pl playing EDH is not a lot of energy, but it is. Well, it is if you're recording and you're, you're front like, of the camera, right? Yeah, you're setting up your lights, you're setting up your cameras, you're getting dressed, just even getting dressed and doing my makeup, like exhaust physically, like exhaust me sometimes. Um, and so sometimes I'll, you know, say sorry again right now, uh, you know, if I have too much stuff going on that week or something. So, yeah, it's a lot of being comfortable saying no. And I, I, have no problem doing that <laughs> do you have any issues saying no to yourself i know you mentioned your your health condition and how you want to avoid the the worst case scenario which is a lot of pain the next day but i also feel as content creators we're always we're also having to say yes and no to ourselves and i can explain what that means like because you do a lot of creative stuff like I'm not going to lie. I spent 20 minutes before this interview, literally just going through your TikTok videos and just, I did not think I would spend 20 minutes, but I, I did because they were so well done. And oh, I just you. feel like they're just so well edited. Like there's just, just I like, was, I was editing a TikTok video right before our meeting. <laughs> that's what I imagine is that as I was watching the TikTok, Tally was probably editing or I was making or TikToks. Yes. So how do you, how do you, how do you say no to yourself? It's like, cause I feel like you're just someone who you might just wake up every day and have like 10 ideas, but you might only feel like you can execute maybe two of them or whatever, or it'll That's take okay. time. So yeah. it's like, how do you, cause my mind, like I, maybe it's the ADHD-ness of, I don't want to say ADHD diagnosed, but it's like ADHD behavior of creators is like, we're always trying to like push oh, ourselves yeah. right so how do you oh, yeah. how do you learn there's, to to manage that oh yeah there's always like 20 things i need to be doing um i am fairly certain that i have undiagnosed adhd i finally got health insurance for like the first time in 15 years so i'm gonna go right take on. care of that I, I i feel like it would help my just my life in general uh, but i make a lot of lists i was gonna show you my list but i don't know what happened to it but i if I, if I make a list and I can see all of the things that I need to do and I can like physically check them off, then I feel like much more relieved versus like just all of these ideas going through my head of like, oh my God, I have to do this and this and this and this. And then I get very overwhelmed. Whereas like if I physically write it down, I don't know why it just helps so much. Like going just one by one like okay i need to do this check and like checking it off for scratching it mm -hmm. off of like i feel the accomplishment and if i only get one or two of those things on that list of 10 mm -hmm. then i feel okay because i set that limitation for myself of like at least do two of those things mm -hmm. every day like at least do two it's not it's not much so yeah. 
but that's the limitations I put on myself just because, yeah, I know my body and I don't want to overwhelm myself. So, right. Yeah. Has that system changed for you over the years? Like, did you have to evolve it or like try different things? Like the, for example, the list or certain ways of doing stuff. I've kind of like always done the list method and, um, that seems to keep me on track. If I don't make the list like, or have it in a calendar, then I will forget. And then a million other things will pop into my head and then I'll forget, you know, a few other things. So I like, I've always kind of worked that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's your relationship to magic now? Because you, I, I think all of us, when we get into magic, we're so passionate about it. We want to play it all the time. And I, I just feel like sometimes as creators, we have to balance that because honestly, we're spending more time doing magic adjacent or related things as opposed to, to playing the game. What's your relationship I, with the game now? I love that. Like so much is magic adjacent. Like it's kind of wild. One of my great friends here locally in Houston, uh, him and his wife just had a baby and I love, I love hanging out with him. Uh, but like he started a Chinese restaurant called rice box and he developed that over a game of magic, the gathering. And you meet so many people just like at a coffee shop or one time I was at a, a store, like I was at, it sounds, it sounds weird, but, uh, I was with Hunter Pence and Hunter, loves I know he's into magic. Yeah. He loves magic. But like he love he like is really into spirituality and like who's your spirit animal and like gems and stuff. So we went to this we were like driving to get coffee or something. He also loves coffee. And um he saw a shop and it was like a witch store or whatever. I don't know what you call it. It's like the witch's cauldron or something. And he's like, we have to Witchcraft. stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, we have to stop. And I was like, do we? <laughs> I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to go. Uh, but it was so funny because he was like, no, we have to. And we turned around and stopped inside the shop. And I was like, oh, I don't want to go. Like, oh, fine. And so we went and... I was just like, I was really into tiny bones at the time. And I like saw a skull and I was like, oh, this looks like tiny bones from magic. And the girl behind the counter who like was this tall, gorgeous model, like young, just absolutely stunning. She was like, did you just say magic, the gathering, like magic, <laughs> the gathering. Did you say the and M word? She, and, yeah. and I was like, yeah you do you play and she's like oh, i just got into magic and i just bought i just built an edh deck and she was like what's your phone number and she's like well, let's play and like i didn't even want to go inside the store and then i met someone that like is amazing and she plays magic and i was like this yeah. is the best day ever and you just meet so many people that way like it's just there's magic is everywhere magic is everywhere and yeah, you just don't know. There's so many like closet magic people. And then when you bring it up or you say a term, they're like, oh, wait, you? Magic? <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. So like magic is adjacent to like 
so many things and so mm -hmm. many people, which is really cool. Um, mm -hmm. where, where I'm at with magic, I never get tired of playing magic. I play every day. Uh, and yeah, or if I'm not playing then I'm organizing my cards, which I need to do, it's like never ending. I organize them mm -hmm. and then they become a mess again. And yeah, mm -hmm. there's cards everywhere. Uh, that table is just covered in cards <laughs> that needs to be organized and my commander decks are a mess because I keep wanting to edit them. So yeah, there's a pile of commander decks right here, but, uh, so like I'm always every day. I mean, magic, can you really be magic a magic player without having piles of magic mind. cards? Lying yeah, around, so. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, every day is magic. I wake up thinking about it. I go to sleep thinking about it and I would not want it any other way because I love magic so much and it like I have not experienced burnout from magic um prior to playing magic before before I discovered magic I was always playing tabletop games or video games mm -hmm. so like it was always a big part of my life and it was a lot of deck building games too like ascension and fairy tale and things like that um and actually my D&D &D group, I played D&D &D for two years. Every single weekend, took up all my oh. weekends, eight-hour eight hour shifts on the weekend. Marathons. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was amaz an amazing experience. But at the end of the campaign, the DM brought over uh, a fat pack. And they were like, hey, we're going to drop this game. And I was like, okay. And I kicked everybody's butt. And I was like, this is my game. I don't want to play anything else. This is, this, this is awesome. So yeah. I pretty much have only played Magic since. I have not played D&D &D again, which I am soon with Anna Margaret, by the way. Uh, she oh. invited me for like a one shot that we're going to do in a few weeks. So that'll be fun. But yeah. Um, so yeah. The spark is still gaming, there. Gaming has just been a part of my life forever. Ugh. Yeah. I lost my train of thought there. No, no problem. I mean... I mean, it, it sounds like you're still so passionate about magic and the spark is still there. You're still very into it. Having said all that though, are there things that you like to see for magic that maybe are not there, not here today? Um, anime cards, like secret layers that are based off of Studio Ghibli or like uh, Hunter uh. X Hunter or like uh, ooh, Full Metal <laughs> Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist. Is that, like, is that your top tier of anime? I, I heard that you're really into Shonen Jump anime or maybe just anime in general. Is that yes, true? Yes. Okay. Definitely. Those are my favorites. Tell me why you're... And you're horror. So I like horror too. And horror. Yeah. 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 Uh, you mean horror horror in general or horror and anime? Horror and general, but yes, horror, anime, all of that. Yeah. But okay. also horror movies. Yes. What? What's your... What's your um, What's your top tier of horror movies? What are you into? Ooh. So like top tier horror movie. Okay. Horror movies that I will watch over and over again. Get yep. out. Get out. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Have you seen it? I have. Yes. It's a good it one. It is very scary. Yes. <laughs> it's, see, I love like, I love horror plus uh, commentary, revenge. social commentary. Yeah. Like a good revenge. revenge story gets me. So okay. I love that movie. Um, I'm trying to think. I really enjoyed Midsummer, but you know, that also is a revenge story. So mm -hmm. 
that mm. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think revenge and horror are kind of adjacent things. Cause like, if you think about revenge, you can also go into like, there's a tradition of like Korean movies that I was really into that are all about revenge and they're not really horror, but they're very bloody and, and about revenge. So, I mean, there's yeah. kind of a blurry line, right? You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a lot yeah. of animes too, honestly. Yes. It's yes. Very, very what else on is on your horror, uh, all time list? Okay. Are those the two? This movie, okay, this movie has like a lot of issues, all right? There's a lot of stuff wrong with it. Like okay. stuff that doesn't make sense. I'm going to caveat the heck out of like, this. Yeah. Girl running in heels in the beginning. Like why do you have heels on? Take those heels off. Hello? <laughs> you can run faster. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I do love this movie because it scared me and it's called It Follows. Um, it Follows. Yeah. I got to watch that. And I, I really I really like it just because like I love I love the acting I love the cinematography and I love the music and it's mm. like just a silly like thing it's just out there like I felt like it was such a new take on horror it wasn't just okay. relying on like the same story of like a haunted house or like yeah people trying to kill you or whatever so it, it takes like, like some of the tropes and it kind of like subverts it, it or is... something. <laughs> It is a story about a sexually transmitted ghost. So this guy has sex oh, with this girl. Oh, I heard girl, about this movie. And then there's, yeah, okay, a, ghost, there's like a ghost that follows her. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. You should watch it. Yeah, it's I social was, commentary allegory. I, I heard about this. It was like when it was at a festival, it. I read about this movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then you have, oh my God. I mean, Parasite was just such a good movie. Holy moly. Yeah. I love yeah. that movie. And then, um, you know what? One of my favorite movies, though, it's not horror, but it's kind of horror adjacent. Uh, Jamie mm -hmm. Lee Curtis is in there, and she's a scream queen. Uh, mm -hmm. She is the scream queen. But uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once was uh, the best yeah. movie that I've seen in probably a decade. Like, I enjoyed that movie so, so much. Mm -hmm. Have you seen it? I have not, but you gotta watch basically it. everyone has said this oh, movie my will God. change your life. And I, I think there's one person I follow on Twitter who tweets about it like every week. Like it's amazing. Remi weekly reminder: watch the movie. It's like thrilling and funny and heartfelt, right. and you're crying and then you're laughing and oh, like so it it's like the title. It's everything. The perfect. Yeah. It's everything. It's the perfect movie. I love okay. that movie so much. And there's all these little Easter eggs. If you're like, you know, into pop culture, you'll like recognize mm. some of them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's got Michelle Yeoh, right? I got to watch that. Yes. I, uh, oh, she's amazing. Yes. She's the best. Yeah. 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 How, how did you get into horror initially? So I said earlier that I was in production and I've acted before and one thing that I was really passionate about in high school, like the only class that I loved going to and I would actually show up for because I skipped school a lot, uh, was my video class. And I started making short films and I really wanted to be a cinematographer and director. And I started making short films and they were mostly horror based because like those were just like the stories that I like to tell. I just always grew up loving horror. Like reading Goosebumps and watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? Ah, shout out and to R.L. Like, Stein. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. so I just like wanted to tell stories like that. And um, then, you know, after I graduated high school, 
Um, I actually like dated this guy who also wanted to do the exact same thing that I did, which was very conflicting because he wanted to film horror movies and I wanted to film horror movies, but he ended up having the money to do so. And I did not. So I uh, just got to act in his horror movies, which were terrible by the way. And I am not going to mention the name. Some of y'all know uh, they are on Amazon prime and do not search it. Do not. I shouldn't have even <laughs> said that. Why did I say that? But yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I just always loved horror. Um, and, you know, I grew up in a very Southern Baptist home and my parents, I never celebrated Halloween. I was not allowed to celebrate Halloween. Um, so I've never been trick-or-treating. I've never like dressed up or celebrated Halloween. And so I think it was like maybe that sense of, well, it's forbidden. So like, I want to watch or teenage it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like that's what I would do yeah. with my friend we would just watch horror movies like the ring. That one was really scary when we were kids. Oh man. I had nightmares when I first That's watched a the, good uh... one. Yeah. Yeah. The ring. Oh, you know, I do want to shout out another horror movie because I think that it's really good. Um, and a lot of people don't know about it, but it's very old. Uh, wreck R E C it's from R E C it's, okay. uh, a Spanish movie. I think it's filmed in Spain. And it's really yeah. good. And um, another foreign, I love foreign movies. So another one is the uh, the one with the vampires, the young kids. Uh, is it the Swedish one? It. The Swedish one. The, so I watched the original one. Uh, uh, the girl, the, right? Who's the yeah, vampire? Yes. They remade it the in name. America, but it wasn't as good. But yeah, it's like, okay. oh, you, you know what I'm talking about. I can't think I, of the I know name. what you're it's talking late. about. Uh, I... The last something or the. This is really dating myself, but I used to rent DVDs and oh, I used too. to go to the. I used to go to the horror section and the international section oh, all the time. That was my section. I would just. I was. I was just challenging myself to like, not like just watch a horror movie a week kind of thing. Yeah. So I watched. What like, is some of your favorites? I okay, need to this know. is gonna be. I know this shouldn't be about me, but I, 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 I thank you for know. asking. Okay. Um, the I last Scream... one. Is it the last one? The no, last, no, it's the not... last one on the right. The... No, the last. Okay. Sorry. It's I'm... the last something, right? It's, uh, it's okay. Last... Sorry. It just came to me. Uh, <laughs> Let the right on. one in. Let the right one in. Let the right one in. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Winner. Okay. I did not watch the Sorry. remake, but the, the original was No, the original really was awesome. so good. Okay. The music was just fucking amazing too. Sorry, I totally interrupted you, but you said Scream? Scream is like one of my go-tos. I, I was in New York. I, think... I was yeah. in New York recently and I was shopping, not shopping. I was just hanging out. You know, I wasn't buying anything in these expensive stores, but I was in this like expensive clothing store and I see the guy from Scream like right next to me, David Arquette. And I was like, that's the guy from Scream. But he looked so different. Like I, only, he looked so yeah, much yeah. older. I almost didn't recognize him. But then, mm -hmm. but then when he walked out, the store, the ladies that were working at the store were like, "That was David Arquette," and I was like, "Oh, that was him. How cool!" But he, you didn't go way, up to him. Oh my god, no! But like, what would I say? Hey, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but he was like 
really tiny. Like he was so skinny and he was a lot shorter than I imagined, right. which I just right. didn't expect that. I thought he, I don't know. But anyways. Okay. Besides uh, scream, what else? Hold on. I random question know. for you. How tall are you? I am five, five. I'm not that tall, but like I was taller than him, which means he has. Okay. Okay. Now I have to Google how tall David Arquette is because, like, I swear he <laughs> no, was so it's not, short. I'm not, I'm not putting down your height or anything. Like, I'm just saying yeah. that, like, I was just trying to make some sort of, like, I just had an idea, like, on, on camera, right? It's like, okay, you can't tell how tall he is. I feel like that's a lie. I, I, there's no way. 5'10 on, like, wearing platform shoes. There's no way that he was 5'10. <laughs> okay. It's like basketball players. Like, they report Google their height lying. being, like, two inches higher than, than they actually are, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm 5'10 on a good day. Um, and I should start yeah, so, doing that, but I'm a terrible liar. But I should start saying I'm like 5'7". You don't need seven. to. You're a content creator, so yeah, it's like you don't, the height doesn't matter. You're in That's front true. of the camera. You, you, you I've always wanted to be and... tall. I wanted to. I always wanted to be a model Like when I was a little kid. I was like, that would be the funnest job, just like getting my picture taken. But It's not too late. It's not too late, Talia. Oh, my gosh. You know, I tried. You're very photogenic, if I may say. Thank yeah. you. But I tried. And you it tried. was very different back then, you know, in the the 90s and early 2000s yeah. when I had interest in this. Like, I was told, you're way too fat. <laughs> you're way too short. Oh, Jesus. But it's changed now. It It's changed now, thankfully. But, yeah, like, mm -hmm. they told me, take Pilates, go on a diet, blah, blah, blah. Like, I heard everything. I heard everything. You got to fire your agent or whoever told you that. <laughs> yeah. No, that was the agent telling me. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's I think very times have different changed, now. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the world's bigger in a I mean, way because of the internet. I mean, a little bit, right? There's, a little bit, yeah. There's, it still happens, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyways. Yeah, I mean, um, sorry, where, where were we? Uh, I wanted to know another <laughs> horror movie that you like. Sorry, going okay. back to the horror movie, okay. I need to know at least one more. So I mentioned Revenge because I feel like Revenge movies are kind of adjacent to horror, especially when they're bloody, and I like them bloody. So I feel like the... Uh, like uh you know lady vengeance old boy like there's that there was that korean trilogy by i love uh, old boy director oh my god and i just love so i could watch those movies over and over again i know there it's not really horror but it's kind yeah. of adjacent. Yeah. no it feels very like thrilling you know like it yeah, keeps but, you guessing yeah, yeah. I'm okay, thinking, like, I need to rewatch that. It's been a long time since I've watched. You, you should Boy. just watch the original. The, the yeah. remake wasn't as good. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, what else? Man, you know I really like Cabin in the Woods. Like you that do? was like that was a really oh. like. Is that like oh, Josh no. Wheaton? Yes. Yeah, yes, I it hated was. Cabin in the Woods. But you really? know, it's so funny. I mean, it was I mean, a total fan fan service film. It was fan you know. service, and I'm yeah, that's just yeah. like not my thing. I was like, I'm so mm. sorry, I just mentioned this. It's like no, I've watched a okay. hundred, everybody hundred, loves it. hundreds of movies, and now it's just like I'm just for some reason I brought this so many, movie so many people love it though, and I and I get it, like I like I get it, but it mm -hmm. just no. What nah. what was it for you that was just like no? It was just too pre like it's just too predictable and like, like you knew that was gonna happen, mm -hmm. and yeah, I don't know. Like I need some kind mm -hmm. of I need like some shock value. If we're talking shock value, um, then I think that the Japanese movie Audition is audition. Up there for me. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, 
it i don't know that i had one. nightmares I, gotta write for, that I mean I, I was i was way younger when i when i watched this but i think the japanese name is audition but it's basically audition okay it is i'm writing it down it is uh excuse my french like the biggest mindfuck of a movie that i'd ever oh i ever love seen. that it's no, just i, I it's, want it's, my mind it's based in reality TBF. it's like psychological <laughs> horror but i it's love psychological really, yeah it's it's not supernatural but it's scary as fuck um and I would also say there's another one that is just like super unsettling. Um, I think both the original and the remake are good. Uh, Funny Games. Have you seen that? No. I gotta, okay. I got to write that one down it is, too. Funny Games. It is like one of those like – I mentioned this because of Cabin in the Woods, It's but it's very different. It's kind of one of those um, breaking the fourth wall movies where it's really just changing your expectations as the viewer. Like, I love there's that. A, there's a point in the movie where – the the villain is actually just talking to you like in the, through the camera cool. and it's like but it's not it's not super arty like it's actually really unsettling and and creepy and uh i think you might dig it yeah check those two out i will check it out uh you you mentioned korean films have you watched yes. any korean k-dramas i have not do you have any recommendations okay It's not just for me. It's for the viewers and listeners, too. I watched, just on a total whim, the the cover image looked absolute, like, hoaxy. But I watched one called Sweet Home. And I loved it. Oh, I watched that one. Loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I I actually watched that one. Like, it was using practical effects practical mm-hmm. costumes and makeup like i love that i hate when it's like just cgi i yeah. love that they did that and um like yeah i mean the story was like a little predictable and it felt very like walking dead ish mm-hmm. but like i enjoyed the heck out of that i was like this is enjoyable I like I that kept... one too. and it like felt very it felt like a live action anime playing out a little yeah. bit too you know like I kind of ridiculous and like over the top, yeah. but yes. in a good way, yes. like, it was well done. Yeah. yeah. So funny thing about that, uh, there was a period of time when my Netflix would only show me like Korean uh, supernatural things like Sweet Home and like other <laughs> yeah. like Korean, there's a Korean there's another, zombie show yeah, or something. There's a few. Like, like it's just once you watch one, it just like, keeps pushing it to you. Yeah. And it's just like. Now it's all it's it's gone away a little bit because like for the past while I've been watching other stuff so Netflix is kind of like backed off but it's yeah. yeah I was just recommending one after another so yeah and then shortly after the the viral uh, games what was it games something Squid Games Squid Games yeah that one came I mean that was intense too yeah. I watched it but I honestly like Sweet Home more I thought yeah. Sweet Home was more enjoyable. I've got yeah. a couple more like Korean horror zombie Netflix shows in my in my uh, to watch list. Yeah, that's just sitting there. Yeah, I better get on that. I mean, I I like that stuff. Um, have you watched like Korean courtroom drama? I watched one on Netflix recently where it was like uh, it was like Law and Order, but like in Korea, it was. Pretty I've cool, heard actually. they're really good, but I have not. Uh, okay, I've not had a lot of time to watch stuff lately, okay. but. I'll have to check that out, though, because I've heard good things. So switching gears ever so slightly, what is it about Hunter x Hunter? Like, Zbex mentioned that you got her to watch this show. (gasps) Like, what is it about that? She told you that? 
Yes, she did. You got her on into her anime, interview? but you also got her into. <laughs> no, she. I. I was doing background on you. I, you. You oh. know, I asked you like who to, who to message, and she told me this. Like, I got into Hunter X Hunter because of Talia. Oh my god, that is so funny. Yeah, I mean, like, I just. It's a cool like underdog story, right? Like, this kid is wanting to become a hunter and like complete this exam and it, the exam is like so intense and um the odds are not in his favor i mean he's up against like these big dudes and strong people but like i don't and, the, and then there's this whole other story of like him just wanting to impress his dad and like it's just so well written and i love character development and each they spend so they spend a good a, like an appropriate amount of time building characters it's not like one piece where you have to watch 800 episodes which like no no hate to one piece but i don't have time for that whereas mm -hmm. hunter it's more you know there there's not that many seasons and you could binge it for sure and you know mm -hmm. it was just like it was like one of the only animes that I wanted to just keep binging and like watching like when's the next episode. And I watched it when it came out. Um, God, uh, that probably was like 2012 or something. Uh, and I had to wait for the episodes every single week. I couldn't just binge it. So, um, you know, I've since then watched it like three times and binged it. But yeah, that was brutal. Like I just couldn't. Like it gave me that feeling when you have when you're a kid, right? And you're like, you want to anticipating, yeah, like anticipating yeah. the next episode. Um, so yeah, it was just like a very cute story and nostalgic and really well yeah. written and done. The creator, I think, is pretty genius. Um, I I heard he's coming out of retirement. He's actually married to the creator of Sailor Moon which is another really? anime that wow. I grew up watching. So, you know, that's one of the first ones. Yeah. yeah. So that was a really cool little fact about it. But I yeah. Did not know that. Hunter x Hunter. This is, this is like, I've been hearing about this show quite a bit recently because I started rewatching uh, Yu Yu Hakusho mm -hmm. and it's by the same creator yeah and uh and it like i've like i think i was talking to krim the asian avenger and he says he oh, rewatches he Yu Hakusho like every week anime. Uh, every yeah. year and uh, i i so i i guess he must have watched hunter as well oh he has i, I need to start oh he okay. has yeah we've talked about it yeah. several times <laughs> <laughs> so this is on your this is in your pantheon and then you also mentioned full metal full metal alchemist and have you what seen else that have you I seen have full this. metal alchemist brotherhood yeah so I have, yeah, yeah. That that is also very enjoyable. So good, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, those are my favorites. Like that. That's top top tier. Um, I I will say, the thing that got me like back into anime, um, because you know I watched it as a kid, Dragon Ball Z, things like that. But like I kind of sure. lost touch with it. The thing that got me back into it was Attack on Titan, but uh, like I only watched the first season, and that's when it like first came out. Mm -hmm. And that's I, the horror element of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, yeah. oh my god, this is so 
like scary and these giants and um i pretty much became obsessed i went and bought all the mangas because i had to see like what happened next because like the anime wasn't coming out for a while and Mm. um i cosplayed mikasa one of the main characters uh i think this was in like 2012 uh i think as well but that's and then and then from there i discovered hunter and food wars that's that's up there. Food Wars. That's I've not there. watched that. Yeah. That's that's a highly recommended. Food Wars is cute. Yeah. Okay. Is it's it about not the restaurant horror, industry or something? But it is like, it's about food and it's about the restaurant industry and this like, it's again like this guy wanting approval from his dad. He's like, I want to be a cook like my dad. And his dad's like, no, this is garbage. You can't mm-hmm. cook. And then he like, I'm going to prove you wrong. And he gets into like mm-hmm. the best chef school uh mm-hmm. in his country and um it's just really cute they have to do like these competitions he's really it's like hunter it's really like hunter a lot mm. like they have to go through these trials and sure yeah he it's really cute it's this kind of like coming of age story right it's a co- it i love like. coming of age stories yeah so it's like a coming of age story um and it mixes food so it's great and there's like it's like a food competition like if you ever watch chopped or things like that uh it's mm-hmm. filmed that way where they have to like compete but it's right <laughs> you just have to you have to check it out oh no i, I totally like... understand what you're saying like one of my favorite animes like is like anim- slam dunk. There's, there's always it's, some activity it's... with the coming of age arc which is the very like japanese or... yeah but yeah. it's anime defied i don't know so it's like slow motion and it's really intense and like whenever he's making an egg it's like five minutes of just beautiful like egg shots i don't know how to describe it it's just really cute wait this is is this anime this is anime right it is yeah yeah yeah. it's anime wow wow but i haven't watched the last couple seasons but okay was there yeah i just haven't had time to watch tv lately I'm behind. Yeah, yeah. I'm behind. Yeah, but... no problem. I mean, that's very but understandable. But I watched the first oh. few and it was cute. Yeah, yeah. Are you watching anything else right now, like outside of anime, just like shows or movies or whether it's like West or East? Um, you know what I did watch and I loved it and I feel like it did not get enough hype or love and attention uh, is Sandman um on netflix i am watching that right now yeah uh, like literally. a lot of people say it's slow and like people aren't binging it so it did not get renewed for a second season i don't believe oh it didn't i don't oh, think wow. so um which is really sad because i thought it was pretty well done and i really love like a fantasy story i need to watch mm. oh i'm watching the dragon show too the game of thrones like but I, the prequel but you like yeah. already know what to expect like if you've because it's already written so like it's good but yeah. i'm like okay yeah this is gonna happen you know it's right different right so i just i watched i, that ha- on I haven't watched it yet but i hear it focuses a lot more like on the politics of the house as opposed to like a grander world like because it's it has to be just what house targaryen is that what it is yeah i mean there's or... different there's definitely different like houses um okay but yeah so there's a lot of like, like there's like intra house of, of politics yeah yeah yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah. But it's enjoyable. Like it's filmed really nice and the acting is great and the dragons are right. cool. And so like it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I mean, there's so many shows that just won uh, Emmys that I like really want to see that I don't have access to. Like um, what's the one on Am- Apple, Apple TV? There's a Ted Lasso Severance. and yeah, Severance. I've heard thing good things about and um, hacks. Like there's a bunch of shows that y- usually yeah. I keep up with the um, the awards circuit because uh, that's just generally like stuff I like too. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot out there to catch up on. I just don't have time. <laughs> yeah. I- I, I am watching um, the Sandman. Is it Sandman or the Sandman right now? Sandman. Uh, Sandman, or, and it's actually yeah. making me want to read the original graphic novels because I think the show it's is good. so well done. Uh, I first of all, I know nothing about like Neil Gaiman's original work. I just went and watched it. Yeah, and I'm just kind of like blown away. I'm actually blown away that you said it was it's not renewed because I'm only halfway through it. But like I'm. I'm I love- old. Like I can't actually watch ten hours of yeah. TV, so I have to watch like an episode a day or something. Yeah. But I've really liked the world that it's building, and mm-hmm. I actually did some. I actually did some like googling on like the actor or who who plays Morpheus. Like who's mm-hmm. this guy, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently they had a. Apparently, according to Wikipedia, they were trying to find the right actor for like five or six years. Like they literally auditioned like thousands of people. And Neil Gaiman personally had to like sat in auditions and was like, this person yeah. is kind of right. And they actually worked on his character. They had different like concepts. He did different voices for a while. He sounded more like the Batman. And then they told him to like not do that and just be more himself. A, and so it was really, really like interesting. It's a know, hard show. Was made. It's a very difficult character to cast. And I think they nailed it. Honestly, like at first I was I like, they did, yeah. but I mean, it, you should definitely either read the book or listen to the book on audiobook. Uh, it is awesome, and they mm-hmm. did like the best. And there's job. a whole lot more, right, to the world than like mm-hmm. what's in the show, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, and I like really love it. And you'll see there there is like a horror aspect to it. And um, the creator of Supernatural, which is like a show that used to be on CW that I was like absolutely obsessed with. Oh, shout with. out. I used to watch that on WB. So yeah. the so Supernatural uh, got a lot of influence from their show or from uh, Sandman. So did you know that the showrunner for Supernatural was at one point pegged to uh, create the Sandman TV show. Yeah. But then, but then I think Gaiman or whoever decided that it wasn't the right person. So we kind of moved on. from. Yeah. So I see a lot of similarities when I'm watching Sandman. I was like, this feels like supernatural kind of. Ah, And I like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're, yeah, I mean, you're, you're hardcore into this stuff. I'm just like a a casual fan. So yeah. 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 But I definitely want to learn more about it. Check out, the book i think that it well because i'm i'm the same way like once i see something i'm like oh i want to read it or vice versa like if i read it i have to see the uh version of the show and because i like to compare and they like really nailed it it's it's very well done so got it got it uh 
just to kind of uh, to wrap things up, is it okay if we do a rapid fire round of questions? Okay. It, it, Let's is go. That, is that I'm okay? Gonna be okay. On you the don't spot. Want, we'll see. You you don't have. There's no timer. You don't have to actually. Out. You don't have oh, to answer them okay. within 15 rapid seconds. Rapid fire like, makes me think like yeah, five seconds. <laughs> Oh no 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 no! It's not like you know name your uh, name your favorite Pokemon in like five seconds. No, oh, it's I got not going to be like that. But um, but actually, that is a question. So no time limit. Um, what would be your Pokemon squad if you had to have six of them battle for you? Six? Oh my god! Do I even know six? I just I'm old. I know the basics. I like Pikachu, okay. Eevee, Charmander. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, what are, There's the, what are the anime sweat ones? is being animated right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't know any of the new Pokemon's. Oh, uh, I like Vaporeon and like um, the version, the other versions of Eevee. Is that a thing? What else? Do they have to be starters? I'm really bad at this. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I okay. mean, in terms of, I got you know, three. What's, what's those are what's my favorite Pokemon though. I mean, okay, that's you know, how could right. you not love Pikachu? That's another anime we grew up watching. You know, mm -hmm. I guess he was mm -hmm. kind of annoying, but mm -hmm. yeah, he, he lovable at the same time. What was your favorite video game? Growing up as a kid. Oh, growing up as a kid, all the Mario games, like for sure. Mario's, you know, 60, Super Mario 64, just any Mario game, Mario Kart, Melee. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh, yes. Zelda. Oh my gosh. Just anything on Nintendo is what I grew up with. But during adulthood, uh, I definitely played a lot of The Last of Us. I played that over and over. Like, I love the story so much. I don't know. I don't know if I'm that excited about the show, though. I feel like the casting is a little strange. Uh, yeah, hot take. But it yeah. also seems a little antithetical to have a show, or if, the, it's if like antithetical this... is even a word, it's like because yeah. the the I game is meant mean. to be a the game uh, is the, the show the, is meant to be the show, right? Just play the game. It, right. It's a show. Yeah. <laughs> it plays they're, out they're like a actually, movie. There are actually, so this is what I did because I'm so lazy. I didn't play the game, but I actually watched like a YouTube playthrough of the game where someone recorded all the cutscenes so you could actually get the whole story. So it's like, you could just do that. Like, why watch the show, right? The mechanic, like, yes. But I will say, if you ever have a chance to play, absolutely play because like the mechanics of the game were really cool. Like it was, mm -hmm. it was just perfect. Like, the, I don't know how to describe it. Like. Yeah. using the controller in the way of like this moving forward in the story it was like right. you feel part of it <laughs> yeah what i can say is that i had a good friend who never ever plays video games i was shocked he told me james you need to play lost of us like this is a person that never plays video games i don't think he's ever even touched a, like a first person shooter or like uncharted or an adventure game and he yeah. was just like, James, you got to play Last of Us. Like, because, that's the the yes. most glowing recommendation you can get, really. Yeah, because it's also like, I mean, sure, you can make it more challenging, but it wasn't really challenging. It was more, you were just like so intrigued of like, where is this going and what's going to happen next? And again, the character development, you get super invested into the characters. So it, yeah, it like, 
you were like in control of a movie in a way. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I know that you're really into fashion, especially indie designers. What what are some of what are what are some current um designers or pieces that you're really into? I am super obsessed with I don't know if I'm doing it justice, but because I'm not like super knowledgeable about fashion, but Mugler, M-U-G-L-E-R, I think is what it's called. But they have a very like streetwear, but also like kind of skin tight, like uh, sci-fi aesthetic, where which okay. I love. If you have seen Dua Lipa on stage or Meg Thee Stallion, they're wearing uh, custom Mugler outfits where it's, I don't even, it's just like lines. It's like body suits, but I think it looks really cool. And I was in Canada filming Loading Ready Run and I went to like the Nordstrom's and they had a dress. They're, they're very expensive. They're like thousands of dollars, but they had a dress, a Mugler dress um, on sale for like $300, which is a lot of money. Yeah. But I mean, I could just resell it for like $1,200. So I was like, okay, I can, I, I can actually, this is attainable. So I bought it. It's like my favorite thing. I'm obsessed. It's beautiful. Uh, it's cool. It's like this like hoodie. I don't know how to describe it. It looks very sci-fi. It looks like you were in Blade Runner. If that makes sense. It does make sense. I, I love I that aesthetic. I love that aesthetic. So um, really uh, into that. I wear a ton of brain dead shout out to brain dead. I'm not sponsored by them, but I love their magic collab and their clothes are very comfortable. And it's, you know, they kind of have that, uh, not, I guess some of it is sci-fi. It's like neon green and like yeah. they have all these cool colors and the clothes are very comfortable. And I love the streetwear style too. So. Super obsessed. What's your secret to actually getting getting your hands on those um, items? Because like oh, yeah. for like it's they so hard, out. right? Yeah, they like, sell out immediately in a, in a flash. I yeah. tell everyone because every time I wear uh, one of those magic shirts from Braid Dead, they're like, "Where do I get that?" I'm like it's gone. You like you can't yeah. get it. I mean, they release it and it sells out within fifteen minutes usually. So I already make an account on braindead.com braindead studios i make an account and then i set an alarm because i follow their instagram and when i know it's dropping i set an alarm so i don't forget i go in i immediately know i know my size i put it in my cart and i check out uh and then it's like sold out so you have to act fast on those they uh i think like a lot of what do you call it like scalpers or whatever like they yeah. buy it and put it on the the resellers resellers they put it on the third market because i see those after but like i just want a shirt that has an island on it please like i just want to wear it for myself i'm not trying to resell mm. it so uh mm. i at least get one and yeah i tell everybody just be logged in and set your alarm be ready to What's go have earliest... your payment information already put in What's the earliest you've ever had to wake up to do that? Oh, the, luckily I'm in Houston and they're in California. So when they do the drops, it's like mm. 10 a.m. for me. Got the advantage there. Mm -hmm, yes. Mm -hmm. You yep. could actually have a coffee first and then and then have oh, a, yeah. do your online flash It's like mid-morning, so I never miss it. Yeah. Nice. 
How did you get into this uh, fashion stuff? Was it always with you or? No. Um, when I worked in the medical field for 12 years, I just wore scrubs. Like I literally, that's all I that's wore. That's what I figured. There's some sort scrubs. of like uniform that's it. type thing. Yeah. I had no style at all. Um, I, you know, just recently kind of developed that in the past couple of years, mainly because I was looking at sustainability and like um, higher quality materials and not this like fast fashion that was something that I really couldn't, could only afford, you know, I could only afford fast fashion in my twenties. And so um, now I'm like, oh, well, let me look at a quality piece that sure it might cost $150 or $100 for a shirt, but like it's going to last me a lifetime if I wanted, if I took care of it. So I was just totally. looking more, it's more of that. Like I don't, it's kind of a minimalistic approach. Like I don't want to have a bunch of stuff that is just like clutter and then I, it, it falls apart and I eventually have to donate it, give it away and just the same cycle over and over again. So I just try to buy pieces that I like really love and that, you know, it's just better for the environment. It's going to last longer. Yay. That's where it came, came from really was like wanting to be minimalistic, I guess. I mean, this, besides magic cards, I don't really buy anything. Like I'm very minimal besides my magic collection in my office, but the rest of the house is like, I don't buy anything. <laughs> If you were on a desert island, what what's one item that you would take with you to that desert island? Oh, that's a hard one. I just made that up. Somehow <laughs> when you're talking about fashion, I just made that up in my head. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, like one item? I mean, I think I need matches. Is that silly? <laughs> you're so practical. Yeah. What if it was like, maybe we can narrow it down, like not for survival, but just if there's something that you could enjoy, whether it's uh, feeling good wearing something or uh, a piece of music or uh, My dog. something you could watch. My dog, Your dog? Oko. Okay. I, Oko. I, yeah, I hang out with my dog a lot. Okay. I love my Is dogs. that Oko Thief of Crowns or Oko Ono? Or... Oko Thief of Hearts. Thief of Hearts. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Have you always been a dog person? Yes. I've always had dogs. Okay. Yep. Yep. They're okay. my family. They're my best friends. <laughs> how, how would you describe Oko? Like, uh, him or her? Oko, you know, I got him two years ago. I adopted him and he is, he's, he was trouble. He was trouble. Uh, but with some training and some patience, we finally got there and he's a really good dog. He's so smart. He picks up tricks very, very fast. He, um, is very energetic, but also chill at, like when he needs to be. So I like that. Cause I like to take him out for a walk or go, uh, you know, on like road trips and stuff so he can hang. Um, and he has a lot of energy, but yeah. And he just likes to play. He's, he's such a good dog. He he does bark out the window and I'm still working in that. And if you ever watch my streams, you hear him in the background, just out the window. Like he's like chasing the people away and I'm working on that, but 
it's also like not bad because I know when someone is walking up to my house and I'm streaming and I like can't hear, but I hear him. I'm like, oh, there's someone at the door. My mail's here. Like, it's actually not terrible, but like, yeah, I don't love the loud barking. He's a mix of very loud dogs. So his bark is very, very big. Like he's beagle, chihuahua, rottweiler, and Australian shepherd. So, so he's a he's a big dog. Very loud. Like no, he's like okay. twenty five pounds. He's like medium okay. size. Yeah. Okay. He kind of looks like a Muppet version of a Shiba Inu. Oh. Okay. Okay. Like, he kind of looks like a fox. Sometimes he's very wiry. He's just a mutt. Mm. But I really okay. wanted a Shiba Inu for the longest time. And I was on multiple lists, like wait lists, because they're extremely hard to find. Sure. And yeah. um, I could never, no one would ever call me. I was on a list of 80 people. It's never happened. Yeah. Um, so I decided to adopt and just, yeah, which which ended up being probably for the better but then literally like a month ago um somebody had a shiba inu and they needed to get it was a puppy and they like were trying to get rid of it and they were like it's for free do you want it you put your hand out for that i wanted it but i just can't because i travel so much and one is enough right shibas are like they they need some training and they yeah they need to be walked every day so it's a lot yeah but I yeah, love that's them. I mean, I love all timing. I love all animals. So, okay. Yeah. Is it just? Is it just like um, in the family? Like, have you always, you've always had dogs around the house, kind of thing? Or yeah, my parents um, raised like or bred uh, labs, Labradors. So um, we always had litters of puppies, and which I guess is like taboo now i don't know but they i mean they sold them to people that you know were duck hunters and things like that because Mm -hmm. these are what those dogs were like really passionate about so i was always around like labradors growing up that's just like what my parents liked oh very cool but yeah i i mean labradors are cool but yeah i like mutts and like weird looking dogs yeah muppet looking muppet yeah likes yeah yeah Yeah. excellent excellent um what is one thing that you would tell yourself if you could go back in time five years ago Ooh, five years ago that's a tough one i would have left that relationship that's for sure i would have Mm -hmm. left a lot sooner and started living my life and being happy and doing things I wanted to do instead of worrying about pleasing someone else. Uh, yeah, I know that's like a sad answer, but I definitely regret that sticking around and something that I knew was not good for me or anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in five years? Like, do you have a vision for where you want to be as Talia Vess? I sure don't. Um, I don't know if most people like 
have an answer to that question, but I've never had an answer to that question because I just like live day by day and I take it step by step and I have no idea. I mean, I am in a completely different place even just two years ago than I was today. And I never would have expected to be here today and doing what I'm doing now. So like the sky is the limit. I mean, who knows? <sighs> Last question, Talia, what's the best place for people to find you on social or where you would like to be found? Ah, yes. You can find me everywhere at Talia Vest. That's two A's in there. T-A-A-L-I-A. V-E-S-S. And I am on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. I'm on YouTube. I'm um, also launching my series on YouTube called Coffee, Carbs, and Cards. And you can find me on Whatnot. Uh, if you do use my link, you get $15 to spend on any of my merch, uh, which is very helpful to me. You can get a play mat or a t-shirt. Um, I also just give a lot of stuff away on there too. So you don't even have to buy anything. You can just come hang out and pick up a pack of Modern Horizons too if you want. I got them right here. I give whole boxes of these away sometimes. So um, you can check that out. It's pretty fun. It's addicting. And yeah, if you're ever in Houston, hit me up because, you know, I can definitely show you the best place to get some food and show you around Coral Sword or my future LGS, which hopefully will open in January. So. Yeah. Excellent. I am so sorry. I lied. I do have one last question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. My curiosity got the better of me. I have to ask, how did the name Talia Vess come about? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. So my very first commander that I built, it's kind of like a basic story, but uh was Kalia. Like most people, you know, I just wanted to play big stuff and smash face and it was angels and demons and dragons, which was like supernatural, you know, right up my alley. So I was like, let's go. Uh and so I just really liked the name. I was like, Kalia's a cool name. And um my real name, which I don't ever say online, but starts with a T. And hint, hint, some people know, but, uh, so I just took the T and like made it more personable to me. So it's Talia instead of Kalia. Um, and then I was just going to be Talia, but that was taken everywhere. And so I was like, well, I guess I need a last name and who is the coolest planeswalker in the world. She's actually my background on my computer screen. And, um, I have art of her all over my house, Liliana Vess. And I was like, Vess? It's a cool last name. I just love like one syllable names. So I was like, Vess. Yes, that's, that's my last name. And yeah. it kind of just flowed. Talia Vess. Talia Vess. Just sounded cool. <laughs> There's not much else to it. It was like, it sounded cool. <laughs> All right. Talia Vess, thank you so much for taking the time to, to chat with me. I really appreciate it. And I hope you have a good rest of the, the evening where you are. Thank you so much for having me and thank you all for listening. If you've listened to this point already, like, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for your support as always. And I hope to meet you in real life one day. That'd be awesome.